Testing, one, two, three, testing. I, I think it works. Okay. This is Lisa Harrison from Mad Money Monster, and I am here as always with Mr. Mad Money Monster. And we are bringing you this podcast to talk about your finances and talk about improving your finances and to get you on the right path through relatable and hopefully entertaining stories. We can only hope. <laughs> Let's get into it. Welcome back. It's Lisa from Mad Money Monster. Sitting here with Mr. Mad Money Monster for another episode. Let's talk about, you ready for this topic? Well, you're jumping right into it. I am. Well, do you have anything to add to our intro? No. I think I have, a, I have a good one today. Okay. Okay. Today's focus is, uh, I guess, a question. Is the financial independence community excluding people based on age? I, I don't think, look, when you use that word excluding, it's like there's a, a conscious effort. Oh, I don't think it's conscious. Right. I think it's... I don't either. By happenstance. I, I think as a country, we are always youth-oriented. Well, so... let me tell you this. Like, when, when we first started this journey, mm-hmm. okay, and I found this community back in 2015, uh, I was reading the blogs, listening to the podcasts, and it was very, very, and still is, very Mm youth-oriented. Well, my whole career is youth-oriented. Right. So I felt, even at that time, I was in my late 30s, I felt like a dinosaur. I felt Mm -hmm. like, oh, this isn't really for me, but maybe I can get something out of it anyway. I don't think anybody, like you said, I I don't think it's on purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't think, but I think there are other people that are, quote unquote older out there maybe 40s 50s 60s even older that's let's stop there for a second and anybody listening here shout out a number while you're you're listening to this what what is a number that is old to you because that (laughs) that is a sliding scale sure when when you're 10 years old 16 is old oh sure okay and then when you're 16 20 is old and and it just it keeps going up and then you you raise a bar and then when you get to a certain point you start lowering the bar so it is a very sliding scale. So what is your definition of, of old? When you said you felt old, what does that mean? Well, I think it's all relative. Like, I didn't feel like I was old when I was in my late 30s. I felt old within, when I was listening to these podcasts and reading these blog posts, I felt like I had missed my moment because yeah. a lot of the people, a lot of the stories, anybody over 35 reaching financial independence isn't really impressive anymore. Okay. So I kind of felt like, ah, oh, I'm a has-been. Or even if I start now, I'll never I'll never reach financial independence by 32. We've said this before in previous podcasts. One of the reasons why I've always resisted. Look, I'm the I'm the the the, the curmudgeon-y guy on this podcast. And I'm not always a a believer, shall we say, in, in all the things that I see in this financial community. Um, because my my career is all smoke and mirrors, and, and it's all about uh, you know the, the the surface and and everything like that, the the picture that's being presented. Yes. So for me, listening to these podcasts, what turned me off was very similar, and that is, I felt, why am I sitting here listening to somebody that's in their twenties tell me how I missed the boat, and I'm never really going to be able to do what they've done, and even if I do. It, it's not near as impressive as somebody doing it in their their. But again, 20s. I don't think that's what they were saying. That's what you were hearing that's because of hearing. your age. Correct. I'm not saying that's right. what they were saying. It's what I'm hearing. Correct. So 
people that are and and I think the bar is getting lower and lower and lower. Well, so, let's look at real quick. For example, you were just on the Tamron Hall show, okay? And and we talk about the scale sliding backwards. Yes, there was a guest on there. This guy uh, discovered financial independence at seventeen. And, and what, early retired at 24 re- right, via say, real 24. estate. He re- early retired at 24. Although he's running a real estate. So I right. I mean, whether so you consider that, him retired or not is another story. Right, we're not getting into that. Right. The point is, is that, is 24 now the new normal? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think now, because when I started out, I, th- like, I believe like people were talking about like 30. I think Mr. Money Mustache pulled it off at 30. Mm-hmm. And I think 30 was the the golden standard like sure like if you can reach that you are one amazing person but now 30 isn't even you know five years later i feel like 30 isn't even that impressive anymore you have to be in your 20s and then then that's impressive yeah i mean i don't know how how low it's gonna go like maybe 12 years old I don't <laughs> well then know. right you get that you get like in college that nine-year-old that went <laughs> right. to medical school so we're gonna get the financial right. doogie hauser yes. coming up yes. pretty soon is, is what's gonna happen anyway the point of this podcast is anybody out there who's feeling this way feeling like i did and i can tell you when i started mad money monster when i started the blog back in 20 2015 I was very careful to not um say my age publicly in on the blog in, uh, during podcast interviews because I still wanted to be part of that I wanted to be seen as part of that group I didn't want to be seen as an outsider even though secretly I felt like one because I was on the older side so Found it later 30s, sitting here right now, 44, right? And so, my manager and representation have told me, don't talk about my age because yeah. my industry is entirely youth-oriented. So we're not crazy here, we're right? Not crazy. We're not crazy. No, no. <laughs> anyway, I don't, if you're over a certain age out there and you're feeling like this when you're listening to these blogs and podcasts and thinking, I'm a dinosaur, it's too late for me, late for I me, shouldn't right. even bother, you know, I'm far, so far down my life path that I could never reach financial independence. I mean, maybe that's true. But but remember this fact that a lot of the people that have retired earlier or reached financial independence, it can be done in 10, 15 years, depending on your savings rate. So even if you're sitting there at 50 or even 60, I mean, you can make maybe... Maybe you won't hit financial independence per se, but even you can make huge financial improvements. So and that's that's your thing. Financial yeah. improvements started here. Yeah. On this podcast. Well, yeah, because where I you, want you rearranged and took a new look at FI, and instead of financial independence, had started embracing financial improvement. Well, and that's for everyone. I mean, financial independence is such a lofty goal and it can be such a long-term goal. And we all know how it is to stay motivated, to stay inspired, to stay the course. So if you just focus on FI as financial improvement, I feel like a lot of people would benefit from that. So let's talk about what in this country, why do we value youth so much? Because let's, let's face it, like any more the clickable stories, the sensationalized stories, you've got to be super young and reaching financial independence or retiring early or doing something amazing with money for it to be picked up on. Like, I feel like we'll never be a Yahoo headline, even though we were in Yahoo Finance. 
<laughs> but that was because we gave up on the fire movement for various reasons. For, or exact, at least retiring early, not necessarily giving up on the financial independence. But why do we why do we value youth so much? You you talk about your perspective. I mean, you were a teacher. You said your manager told you not to talk about your age anymore. Like that's pretty that's pretty bad. Like that's it's pretty, pretty bold. That's that's ageism. It's not ageism. It's it's simply you know, him giving me a lay of the land. I, I don't see where oh, it's okay. ageism. I understand what He's you're giving me advice. Well, he's saying this is how it is. Yeah, it's the way it is. So, but I don't know. maybe he wasn't being ageist, but he's saying that the well, of course, that the industry is the industry is right. So, I mean, I mean, if you want my real opinion, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, and that is from a, a historical point of view. Uh, you have to look at, you know, there are certain things in America that are very distinctly American. I know that sounds redundant. In the in the scope of things, on, on the, the scale of time, America is relatively a very young country. And we came from uh, independence from an empire and, and a country that had been around for thousands of years. And the same can go for China, for Greece, Rome. All, all these places have thousands of years on us. And relatively, we're, we're what, three, maybe 350 years old, depending on when you want to count, whether it was when the Vikings were here or the official Columbus story or when Plymouth Rock got hit. Uh, it, it's, it's up to you to decide on that. But the fact is, in the scope of things, we are young. So you have this, this young upstart country that overthrew a, a country, an empire that had been around over a thousand years. And we kind of showed the world what can be done. And look, when we entered World War I and World War II, we were the young country that came in and we supplied the allies with everything. We basically manufactured, literally manufactured our victory in the war. And then we, we produced everything throughout the world. We put a man on the moon. We were the young upstart country. And, and look, look what happened when Kennedy was elected president, youth and vigor over, over mm, Nixon and experience, right? And then television came into the picture, literally, okay? Literally television comes into the picture and what is broadcast? Everybody says, even to this day, those who listened to Kennedy on the radio thought Nixon won the debates. Those who watched the Kennedy-Nixon debates on television felt Kennedy won the debate. Why? Because he looked youthful. He looked youthful he looked and better. young and good and he had nice shiny teeth and he had a tan and he was handsome and, and that, that appeal works. And we've embraced that television generation and now with the internet, which is even less lag time, look, we went from television to satellite. Suddenly now we can beam images back and forth across the country and it's all about youth and vigor and fast and now and forward. <laughs> And, and that's the way that it went. And, and with the internet, it's the same thing now. If, if, if we click on a website and it takes three seconds for the page to load, we're going, oh my God, this is so slow. <laughs> You're right. Okay. You're right. Now you transpose that attitude toward people right. and you start seeing why the young think they have it all locked up, especially now they have the power of the internet in their hands. Think about it. A cell phone has more power in it and technology than what it took to land a man on the moon. So we have this incredible power. And what do kids do with this power? They show off their youth, selfies and, and mm -hmm. posts and narcissism and all of that stuff because it's about me. I'm young. I'm beautiful. You're right. You're making a very good point. Like all these YouTubers, all the Instagram stars that like these are all for the most part younger people. And that's the face 
that everybody is seeing with everything. Correct. So Howard Stern went on a rant one time and talked about how these YouTubers, there's no money in YouTube. There's no money in podcasts. That's what he was saying. And then yet these young kids jumped all over Howard Stern, basically calling him an old man, uh, out of touch, uh, all of that stuff. Because, you know, they, they point to people like PewDiePie and Logan Paul and all these other YouTubers that are making incredible right. amounts of money. Right. And then we've got our Instagram influencers, okay? And, and you're finding that they're all kids. And then, you know, you've got these young kids that are making incredible amounts of money. The little boy that reviews uh, <laughs> toys. toys, right? Yes. He reviews toys. 26 million at eight years of age this kid has made. And like you make a good point with throughout history, this country has always valued youth. And even after World War II, like with the baby boomers being born, just the name of that generation, sure. baby boomers, you know, that that is a powerful combination of words to put together. Right. Right. And and those were that was the face of youth and it was a behemoth generation. Right. So it had a lot of. But yet on the flip side, America doesn't do well when there is another upstart. For example, when China and Japan started coming into their own as new economies. OK, Japan had to come out of the war and be basically rebuilt their whole economy after the war. But then suddenly America wasn't making 98 percent of the world's cars and washing machines and appliances. And we got very angry mm -hmm. because now suddenly these young upstarts are coming in South Korea, for example, mm -hmm. with Samsung and all their new technologies. And we're, we're seeing India, these new emerging economies coming out of old countries, but new economies and America is kind of getting a little jealous because now they're kind of looking at us going, okay, Boomer. Oh, yeah. You sit down. Yeah. We're going to land some things on the moon now. Yeah. We're making discoveries. We're creating new innovations in technology. And you're not locking it all up now. So it's, again, it's this sliding scale back and forth. Sure. And, but America still embraces. Look, even our soda. What does one of the soda brands say? For those who think young. Remember that? That was one of the... It's <laughs> for Pepsi, a new generation. A new generation. A new generation. Yeah. It's all about yeah. youth. You know, look look how TV commercials are. It's very interesting to watch how uh, baby boomers now and the retiring generations are portrayed. And they are portrayed as, you deserve this. You've worked hard your whole life. And we're kind of relegating them away. And, and we're making an impression that these people worked and it's now time for them to go away, whether to their wonderful retirement communities <laughs> with beautiful neighborhoods or cruises, their golden years, doing reverse mortgages, what, whatever works for them, but go away. We're focusing on the millennials. Correct. We're focusing on the Gen Zs because those are the up and coming youthful you, generations. There you go. Yes. You go to your gated communities and go on your cruises and have fun. But you're done. And, you know, we'll, we'll advertise medications and stuff for you to <laughs> right. make sure you're all taken care of and have a, a, a very virile and vital, you know, uh, experience in your golden years. But you need to go away. Okay. <laughs> and there are plenty of people in the financial community out there that are, quote unquote, older. Yes. Now, that can be over yes. 35. It can be over 50. And as you said... It is 60 to 75. It can be anywhere in there. And the point is, you need to be heard. How do people combat the financial independence community's love affair with youth? Because it is. Like, those are the stories that are romanticized. The younger you are, the quicker you reach that, your number, your financial independence number, the more impressive you are, the more 
popular you are, the more you are the face of the Phi community. That is correct. And, and look, all throughout history, we've seen it, the fascination with prodigies, child prodigies. The younger you are, the you know, when you read those stories of the nine-year-old that went to college, and but th- I, that's where yeah. we're focusing. And so it's not just predominantly an American thing, but it's like right. you said, people need to be heard and speak up more because those very anomalous stories about youth get the biggest exposure and make the loudest noise. Right. And I'm not saying they don't deserve to have their story told. Right. It's no it's great. That. It's great that people reach it at a young age and they do these extraordinary things. However, it I feel like some people might, well, I know from experience, like I felt kind of excluded and I'm sure others do as well. Uh, so how do you combat that? How do you feel like this financial independence community, the FI community is still for you? It's still speaking to you. There's still time for you to get on board and for you to turn your finances around to focus on financial improvement and eventually independence, depending on your timeline. So how do you get excited about your finances and how do you stay connected with the community and feel like you're a part of it if you are on the older side? Well, a few things. You embrace your age, one. You have to embrace your age, embrace your experience, know that you bring a lot to the table and you have a lot to offer the younger people in the community. You just need to realize that. Also realize this can be done in 10 or 15 years starting from zero and likely you're not starting from zero. You could be sitting there with a higher than average income. You could have a shorter time horizon than 10 or 15 years because you, you do have money in the bank already. Sure. Uh, sure, maybe you still have some debts, but it doesn't mean it's going to take you 15 years to get there. I would say take advantage of catch-up contributions. You can do that starting at age 50 with your 401k, 403b, I believe, or equivalent. Mm-hmm. You can do that with IRAs. You can obviously invest in taxable accounts like everyone else can at any time. This is the big one, I believe. Be more vocal. Yeah. Be more vocal in the community. Don't just sit there on the sidelines and hide your age. Don't hide it like I did in the beginning. I don't know if people are doing that. I know I did it. Like if you make comments, tell us your age. Tell us your experience. Tell us where you are, where you want to go. And if you want to start a blog, do it. I feel like we need we need more people, more diversity as far as age goes in the community. And I do want to mention this has been a topic. It's starting to become a topic, which is great because I think a lot of quote unquote older people, and again, that's a relative term. I felt older in my late 30s. 25 could be considered older. Yeah. Well, not necessarily for this podcast, but yes, a lot of older people are starting to, um, to get involved. And it's been talked about on the What's Up Next podcast, I know they did a, an episode recently, episode 69. They had uh, John from ESI Money. They had Vicky from Women Who Money. They had Amy from Life Exemplified. They had those people discussing their journey, and, and they're on the older side, right? The oldest, older side of the community. Um, there was also an episode of Choose FI, episode 152, with uh, Becky Heptig, talking about is it too late and obviously the answer is no and how her and her family turned it all around at a later age and it's just really inspiring but we need more of those stories we need you to speak up i i agree that that's what it really comes down to it's it's whoever just reaches 
uh, the, the broadcasting first. That's and, what it is. And it's relatable. Like, I love that young people are doing these extraordinary things and I love reading about them. But you know what? I also love reading about the older people that have turned it around, sure. that have been in extraordinary debt, that have paid it off, that have maybe struggled to pay it off or had to, whatever they had to do. I just love hearing those stories because it's relatable to a lot of families. It's relatable to family finances. I think the best way for me to end this is what you were saying, to be more vocal. And and the fact is, is don't let them relegate you to the shelf. Don't, don't let the media and, and other places uh, just try to to compartmentalize you and put you away. Well, and I don't think the Phi community is trying to do that. I didn't I just, say the Phi community. No, I know. I just want to make that clear that I don't. Yeah, I, I think it's just inherent, right? In how the older generations look, the, the feel. Phi community has risen up as a result of new technology, okay, and digital technology that some generations, older generations, have not quite embraced right. or wish to embrace. Right. That's why has really nothing, I'm not saying the Phi community's done anything like that. I'm, I'm just pointing out that it is the, the lay of the land. So you have to kind of change your landscape. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. And, and change your horizon line. And we'd love to hear from you. If you're liking what you're hearing, please uh, subscribe to the podcast and maybe leave us a, a review. Give us an email if you have something to say, themadmoneymonster at gmail.com. And we will talk to you soon. That's right. Do not go into the dark quiet. <laughs> Uh, Head on over to iTunes and give us a like and a review. And if you want to read our blog, it's madmoneymonster.com. And we are all over social media at madmoneymonster. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at themadmoneymonster at gmail.com.